The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. We're joined by Congressman Brad Wenstrup. He is a Republican uh, serving Ohio. And, and, and Congressman, I want to ask you about the next round of economic stimulus. You know, Leader McConnell the other day was saying that August, he wants to get something done before the August recess. What would be in the next round of economic stimulus? Well, in, in general, I would say what we're focusing on is, is a reopening package. In other words, instead of phase four or five, whatever, that we were talking about reopening phase one. And, and it still addresses the effects of, of, of COVID and its, its effects on our economy. And I think that that's going to be the big push. And we're going to continue to look for any of the glitches in the things that we've already done uh, so that we can maintain a, a, and get back to a healthy economy. Well, whether it's our hospitals, our businesses, our individuals, our small businesses, we have to take a look at all that. We painted things with a pretty broad brush when we first started, and we've seen we've had to make some changes. Extending programs like PPP, I think, is, is a great deal for what's going on in America today and the needs that people have. And we have to continue to look at things going in a positive direction and, uh, do, and doing it safely. And that's the, that's the conundrum. So, you know, from an economic perspective, especially as economists, congressmen are talking about there being a stepped up recovery with the with the, you know, positive economic indicators end of Q3 beginning Q4. You know, you've just passed significant other significant uh, economic deals, including USMCA, which recently went into effect from an economic standpoint. It's not just the virus, but what else needs to be done in order to get a faster recovery? Well, I think that uh, you, you'll see the administration uh, working with us uh, to to do pro-growth things. Um, you know, I, I think that um, well, there's so many things to look at. And I know I, that I'm, I'm being kind of vague because there, there, there are a lot of opportunities out there um, and to allow people to uh, continue with the tax breaks to maintain more of their income. Um, but we also have to get kids back in school. These, yeah. these are some of the things that we have to do for allow, to allow our economy to take place. And, of course, we have to do it, do it safely. So it's a combination of returning to normal in a, in a safe place in a way that people aren't anxious. And, and so it really comes down. So much of this is involved with health, right? And so as, as you look, we have got to look at the virus itself and continue to go in positive directions medically, which we have done uh, with treatments. Uh, you're seeing far fewer people uh, uh, dying. You're seeing people that have recovered and they have convalescent plasma. They can help the next person. Those are things that we need to do to build confidence in, in our society in general. Um, and, we would, and when we do that, we can eliminate some of the other things that have been happening uh, because people aren't at work or they are shut down. We've seen an increase in suicides, domestic violence, 
all these things that are negatives for us. So we have to take a look at, at those and make sure that we can reinstitute normal life for a lot of people so that people can go to work because their kids are taken care of at school and afterwards. And all of these things come into play. We have a shortage of, of, of daycare providers. That's a problem for our economy because you can't return to work and just leave your kids at home. All of these things have to be addressed, and I'm going to look for incentives for those types of programs and to encourage more people to go into those fields because there's a definite need there. And if we don't, if we don't address every component of this, it, people just can't all return back to work. But I am encouraged by the numbers that we have seen in the last couple of months. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. And Congressman, I want to pick up on that point because it, it, from an economic standpoint, here we are staring down the next round of economic stimulus negotiations ahead of the August recess. And, and, and you, you mentioned about the psychology of the American worker in terms of going back to work. Part of that includes sending your kids back to school and having faith that the school, not even, but, but being reassured that sending your, your kids back to school, back to daycare, back to you know elementary school, high school, that they're going to be safe. And so you, you talked about providing incentives for these schools to be able to get access to, to clean facilities and whatnot. How important is that to, to, to reopening the economy? It's really important, and you talk to anybody that has employees, especially in small businesses, and that is one of their major concerns, and it's going to be a limiting factor. So we've seen good numbers. We want to see the numbers going up, but those are the things that come into play. And so I represent both urban and rural areas, and it's a very different environment in, in each. I have some counties where their hospital maybe has had zero admissions for COVID or one and, and only one death. And that was with comorbidities. And so they're not understanding the same way uh, an urban setting is where you have higher numbers and you have deaths. Cincinnati is not the same as New York and my rural areas aren't the same as Cincinnati. So how we go about doing that really is going to involve good medical decisions at the local level to build the confidence of, of parents and of kids going to school, the desire is there. I have seen that tremendously. The desire is there to return to that normal, and we just have to do all that we can to allow, especially at a local level, people to provide the safety that's necessary and the confidence of that safety if they're going to go back to, to work and, and be able to send their kids to school. But at the same time, what's really important on people's minds is they don't want their kids missing out on their education. Yeah. And so it's a combination there. So it's a very holistic approach that we need to take because it's not just about the virus. Are we going to have a generation of kids that were uneducated because we're not letting them go to school? That's a problem. And I can tell you, is, you know, I'm lucky. My, my son in kindergarten 
uh, we, we get his, his teachers online every day, and we have his classwork online every day, and we can print the programs and do the work with him. Not everyone has that capability across America, and it, we have to recognize that, and that's why the importance of continuing to educate our children is really important, especially for our workforce, not only for today, for parents that are working, but for the future in, in our workforce. Yeah. Congressman Brad Wenstrup's on the line. He's a Republican, and he serves uh, for Ohio's 2nd Congressional District. He's also an Iraq War veteran and serves as a member of the House uh, Select Intelligence Committee. Uh, And uh, that's really where I want to go next in terms of uh, more geopolitical, if if I could, for a minute. How has has the United States collectively been— protecting itself against some of what's what's coming out of China? Or how has this been changing the dynamic from Beijing uh, with their lack of transparency, Congressman, in terms of resetting uh, some of the some of the, the geopolitical relationship there? Uh, we have a lot of restructuring to do, and I think that this president was on his way in, in doing that, and I think we're going to continue to do it. And I think it, it's going to happen with the support of Congress because it needs to. I'm uh, I'm a military guy. I did yep. a, I spent a year in Iraq. Also a physician. Very concerned about the World Health Organization. If you're not getting honest data and honest answers out of the the membership, then it's not worth having it at all. And we should just try to gather our own data as best that we can. And and so that's a recognized problem. And I and I think the president was right to respond to that in some ways and let it be known that we're not going to tolerate this this type of bad behavior when it comes to the health of humankind. This has affected the entire world. That's one thing. We've also learned a valuable, valuable lesson that I think has really been brought to the forefront and maybe been ignored for for decades now. And that's our supply chain. And so we are going to have to change our economy in a way that manufacturing comes back to the United States, which this president has been doing since the day he took office. And that is key. I got asked early on when it was recognized we had a supply chain problem. So what do you do? I said, what this president has been doing, bringing manufacturing back to the United States of America. We're going to have to find ways of doing that. As a military person, if you had told me that my protective equipment and my pharmaceuticals that we got in China, that we got in Iraq were coming from China, I would have said there is no way. And uh, But that's the situation we're in, and I can tell you right now, we're working diligently to identify where our vulnerabilities are and working to correct that and uh, working hand-in-hand with the administration on that. That's Congressman Brad Wenstrup. He is a Republican from Ohio's 2nd Congressional District. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. 